Welcome back to the Thorn Pad Podcast. Um, this is a very special, unique episode. Why? Because I didn't host it. Oh my goodness, that's exciting. It's really not. So my brother is in college. Unlike me, he's actually succeeding in life. And so for one of his finals, he had to interview a social media star. <laughs> Hence why he reached out to me. Just kidding. I'm depressed inside. So this episode is my brother interviewing me for his school. Um, I thought it was an interesting conversation, though. So it's all about social media analytics the ins and outs of being a creator and all that fun jazz. So if you find that interesting, you'll want to keep listening because we dive deep into all of it. So, But before we get into it, if you haven't already, you should leave a review on the Thornpad podcast so that we can keep climbing the charts and gain our success and become the most iconic podcast on the planet. <laughs> but without further ado, here is my brother JT and I's interview. God bless. Okay, so the real deal. This is what the whole the whole interview is really about. Did you plan to be an influencer? That's a good question. I feel in some ways I did and in some ways I didn't. I think ultimately my goal overall was to become something involved in the film industry and I always saw social media or being an influencer as like a stepping stone to get there. So it was like planned but not with the intention of that being my end purpose i guess like what you're doing now yeah whereas now it's like kind of just is my job and my thing that i do so i would say yes but it wasn't like i don't know it's kind of like how people plan to go to like college and then do something after mm-hmm. it's kind of how i did it. it was like oh i'm gonna do social media and then that will get me opportunities to do something after with that i can uh-huh. write a book or make a song or something yeah so okay yeah. so it definitely like your influence to be an influencer was the fact that it's just something that you could start and start working on and you would realize these opportunities that came from that from yeah doing all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff yeah because i always just saw like a bunch of other influencers or people and i saw how like they would get really successful and then they would start their own show or something and that was like what i found appealing about it and i don't we grew up homeschool <laughs> yeah. stuff and so our mom always just taught us like different routes of succeeding i guess outside of going to college or something and that's so true. i don't know that was just the route my brain was like i'm gonna do this and then mm-hmm. so yeah that's cool this is kind of fun because as i was writing these questions down i realized yeah, I, I don't think i know the answers to any of these <laughs> of what he's gonna say so yeah this is like a, a genuine interview okay so second question is how old were you when you started i don't even think i know well successfully started or just started just started like I, we can dive into both of that. Like, that, like when did you start and then when did you start having success? I feel like I started around like 15. I would say 15 or 16 is when I like really remember. But I've always been doing it. Like even back when we were kids, we'd be like in the basement with our flip cameras. Because I remember yeah. doing social media with like our young neighbors like Jordan. Yeah. I don't know if you remember him like 
like me and him had a YouTube channel together and we would like post every week. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So that's why it's like a weird question because I think I've always been doing it. I really remember taking it seriously and having that idea of like, oh, I'm going to use this to become successful around like probably 15. Okay. Yeah. And then that, that would make sense. So wow, that's pretty young to like, I guess just I'm sitting here thinking about it. It's pretty young to like have your own account and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, because you, you were definitely posting when you were younger than 15 on, like, social media. <laughs> yeah, at least on YouTube. I don't think I had anything else. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll have to, like, see if we can find video. Because yeah. I know there's a couple <laughs> videos on the internet yeah. that we don't typically show people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was just because I had access to YouTube, so I posted on YouTube. Okay. So then when, how old were you when you started having like success? Like you made your first amount of money? I guess on my own, I was like 18, 18 or okay. 19 is when I finally started like having opportunities happen. I was actually just talking about this today. I think when I first started getting success on TikTok, I was in Hawaii because I remember I was on vacation with mom in Hawaii and I woke up and I was on some like Snapchat news article like one of my videos or i was on i think it's called journal it's like a news thing okay on social on snapchat. i think it's on snapchat i think it's on instagram i think it's on everything it's just like a oh, just like a, a news social media news yeah station. okay and they had put my video all over their news thing but i think that was like my first big success and then i remember that same trip having a brand deal with like a phone case and then oh yeah yeah and so i think i had to have been like 18 or 19 when i was like that started happening and then it just snowballed from there yeah hmm. but yeah that would make sense i'm just like i guess as i'm asking these questions i'm also trying to remember back yeah when things started happening because i remember it was definitely before you you weren't quite finished school high school yeah yeah i think i was still doing yeah i honestly don't remember no because oh i was working at crumble that's right i was working at crumble and then tiktok started becoming a thing so i started doing that and then at the same time i graduated high school early because i finished a year early yeah and then just continued doing it from there and then because it was the year before covid i think or that would have been two years yes yeah, so i think i was 18 yeah you yeah you were you were 18 yeah okay so 18 years old. So pretty young when you started. Actually, I don't know. I, I think everyone has a different idea of what's young and what's not. But to me, 30s young, 40s young. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like a child. You were really young, you know. That's yeah. the way I look at it. Okay. So uh, my next question is, what has been a good thing to come out of being an influencer? I would say a good thing is impact you have on people i think because i think one of my favorite things is seeing like the responses people have to like my comedy and stuff so that's something that's fun is to know that you've made someone's day or you've made someone laugh or something and that's always the most rewarding part is when a video becomes successful and gets a lot of views and a lot of traction it's more in knowing that people find it funny yeah. and that it's like impacting their day in i guess a positive way but also with that like in my own personal life it offers me a lot of freedom and i've been able to travel and i feel i've also been able to just grow and develop as a person with the job and the stability it gives me yeah because i feel if i was in school or if i was working 
somewhere else, I wouldn't have as much time. For sure. And I've been able to have a lot of cool opportunities and like, like I just went to New York for a week and I don't know, doing traveling and like doing stuff like that, I feel is one of the best ways to learn things and grow. And so, yeah, that would be my other answer to that is the freedom it gives me in my life, mm -hmm. I think, to be creative and just develop as a person. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that's a good answer. No, I think that's a great <laughs> answer. No, that, I, I think that's a good point. Like there's a lot of flexibility in it. Which I think I don't really know of anything else that is as flexible unless you're mm -hmm. some dude that has a bunch of money in the stock market yeah. and just sits back and waits for the businesses to do well. But you have to have money to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's definitely a fun thing because it's, it, I mean, it's stressful in some ways because it's different every day. And sometimes you wake up and you wish you had a nine to five job because I wish I just had like a set income and a set day mm -hmm. that I could just predict every day sometimes that is stressful when it's so random and things just get thrown at you and you have to kind of just balance it all, all the time. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also really nice because you have a lot more time to like prioritize different things and like take time for yourself, which is nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my answer. I think I like it. It's like it's positive for me and for other people, I guess. For sure. Oh yeah. I think that's awesome. So then, the next question after that, we're just flipping it around. What has been the bad thing to come out of being an influencer or tough? Doesn't even necessarily yeah. have to be bad. I don't know. I guess one thing that comes to mind is you, it's kind of like a, what do they say? A double-ended sword. Is that the term? Oh, double-edged sword. Double-edged sword. Yeah. It's kind of like that where it's like you get the freedom of going out and seeing the world and you get like the time to yourself and the flexible job but then at the same time it kind of kills your social life <laughs> yeah and it makes it really hard to meet people and make friends and not not only meet people make friends but also makes it hard to like have long lasting relationships because i feel i meet people pretty often but then it just like it like flickers and fades pretty fast because sometimes people are just following you or like being friends with you because like oh you're you have social media, so I think you're cool. But then there's not, like, that connection, I guess. And then it also can be frustrating when you do travel and you do go places because there's so many people looking at you all the time. And so, it, like, in a lot of ways, it's ruined some experiences because I try and go places and then people will come up and say things or, like, take pictures of you or, like, you're at a restaurant, people are filming you. And it just kind of makes it awkward or, like, you can't enjoy the moment as much. Mm-hmm. So then sometimes you're like, I wish I was not like successful at this because then I could just be like here at this restaurant and not even have to think about, you know, the person in the corner filming me right now yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So that's one thing that I think, I mean, it's good because it like shows your success, but at the same time, it can be frustrating because you, I guess in a way you lose a lot of just like the normal life. Yeah. And it's hard when like society, I guess, runs in that normal life all the time and so you have to try and find a balance which can be frustrating yeah but yeah so i don't know and i guess the other thing is the having no set at least where i'm at right now like i have no set financial stability because it's not just like oh i get paid this much every month it's like if you work hard enough or if you get lucky <laughs> then you'll make money yeah so it's like some months you're like wow i'm on top of the world and then the other months you're like panicking yeah because you don't know where you're next paychecks are gonna come from and so you're kind of stuck yeah 
Yeah. That's tough. Okay. Well, yeah, I remember, like, I'm just kind of remembering back to when you started getting recognized in public. And, like, I don't know, for me as an outsider who's not famous on social media, I'm like, wow, that's so cool. You did it. Like, people recognize you. Like, we're at Jersey Mike's, and the lady making your sandwich is like, oh, my gosh, I love you. You're so funny. Yeah. And so it was like cool but then like i so for me seeing that i was like oh wow that's so cool like my brothers they did that like that's awesome but then like as time went on and we were going places i could see how it was a burden to you guys yeah because you couldn't go get a sandwich and not i don't know you just need your time to like detox from people and sometimes like for me going to a restaurant to sit down and eat my food in peace and then leave Mm-hmm. is like a nice thing to have but when you're an influencer you you're giving that up it's like the feeling of running into someone you know at walmart you know that like anxious feeling of like oh no i see someone i know i don't want to say hi to them yeah it's like that but everywhere you go and you can just <laughs> tell like and i'm so good at spotting it because i'll be with friends and they won't even notice and i'm like oh no like that group of girls over there like they totally know who i am yeah they're gonna come say something which is nice but it's like so <laughs> stressful and then you, it just ruins the authenticity of being out with your friends or something because you're not focusing on being with your friends you're like stressed because there's people filming you and yeah. they're coming up to you and yeah so and you feel you probably like, feel like you have to be careful what you do yeah because well, you do and when you're at a restaurant you're eating you're like stuffing your mouth with food and like people are looking at you it makes you so self-conscious yeah because you're like how do i look when i'm eating this burger like <laughs> i probably <laughs> don't look very good i'm just trying to eat that's a good point but it's probably kind of nice to like it it has its pros and cons like you said where it's probably a great feeling one of the greatest feelings to have someone come up to you and be like oh my gosh i loved your video it was so funny or you were so good at this or whatever and you know it can be a real confidence booster but when people are might be too shy to come say something to you so they're over there in the corner filming you with their phone yeah that's probably which i feel might just be my problem because i have a mix of older people in my audience and younger Mm -hmm. because i feel generally if it's someone older i don't find it annoying because they'll just come up and be really cool and say hi whereas the younger audience i think those are the ones that stress me out because they'll just like film or they'll laugh at you or they'll like scream something at you or like they just handle it kind of in a disrespectful way yeah so then it is like annoying (laughs) so i don't know i guess it just depends on the person and how they handle it because i've met some really cool people and it does like make things fun sometimes but okay so that's like i guess one of the bad things is you have to deal with that all the time. Yeah. Well, because that's one of the things that we kind of ended this this course in school on was celebrity culture. Mm-hmm. And just how, I don't know, to me, the lines of what a celebrity is are definitely more blurred than they've ever been before. Yeah. Because looking at someone like yourself who just posts videos on the internet, like is getting recognized at, I mean, we, we went to a family trip in, in Illinois and you got recognized yeah. in the middle of cornfields at a derby. Oh, yeah, that's true. And people knew who you were. That and was crazy too. There was a lot of people. There like was that. a lot of people and they knew who you were. And that like, that was in Illinois. That was very far away from here. Yeah. And that's crazy. That's so and then like, cause I was in New York last week at the Stardust Diner, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the diner where they like sing Broadway music while you eat. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and I had to take pictures with all these families. Interesting. We have yeah. some other questions that kind of get into this, so <laughs> we'll move on. But huh. but that's this crazy to think I went from a cornfield to New York and people like still said hi. Yeah, like a good amount of people. Yeah. See, and that's what I mean. It's like it's it shows your success, so it's like cool. But at the same time, it's like it can be frustrating. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to jump to this question. Do you consider what you do art? Why or why not? Um, yes, I would say so. And I think why I think that is because there's no rule book to it. And I guess I do kind of view myself in a really weird way because the videos I make are completely stupid, but it is (laughs) like an art and it's, I don't know. It, it's like a craft, mm-hmm. I guess. And I, I don't know. I always compare social media to like paintings or something. Yeah. Cause it is very much that way. And a lot of times it relies on my, my mental health or like my creative freedom to be able to make something good. Yeah. Which I feel if you put me with like a painter or something, I feel we would both relate on that mm-hmm. where they have to be inspired or they have to be in the right mindset to be able to create their best work. Yeah which is how I feel with my stuff. And I don't know, it's just, I would say it is art, even though it's not (laughs) pretty and like how to explain this. It's art in the way of like when I'm piecing together a comedy bit or finding the right timing of something or capturing a perspective that's going to make people laugh in a certain situation or scenario and then piecing that together with video and audio and music and like putting all that together to me it's like the same as like dipping into different paints and you know using different techniques to make an ultimate picture that's going to bring an emotion to someone that's how i view my videos sometimes okay is like i did all these things and that made this and that made people laugh so that's the art <laughs> yeah no yeah because i guess there's so many ways you could go about it right you could say like oh you're a comedian or you could say or oh, you're a filmmaker or you could say oh you're a writer or mm-hmm. oh you're a an editor you're, you you yeah. know there's all these different routes that you really could go about saying and I mean, here's the thing. Art is subjective. Like, not everyone's going to like what you do, and there's going to be a lot of people that love what you do. And it all just kind of is is what it is. But I think it's, like, it's fascinating because, like, some, I don't know, some people would say that's not art. Yeah. And they would have, like, a really good case as to a reason yeah. as to why I think not. the reason I think that is just because it's a form of creating something and a form art also is, like, entertainment in a way. Yeah. That's why art is art. You go to exhibits and places to like view it because it's entertaining and it, it provokes thoughts or feelings or whatever. Yeah. Which in that way I feel is what I do. For sure. I agree. And yeah. But it's just a very modern day version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not saying I'm like, my art is beautiful. Like I'm, <laughs> I don't think that. I just think it it's creating. Art is mm-hmm. creating something. So I think people anyone on social media they're like creating some form of art some form of something they're creators yeah Yeah. that's a good point so with that this is the question i skipped over because i think it transitions better uh where do you get your influence and Um, why a lot of times i get my influence from the outside world like if i'm in my house well this is also this goes two ways too but if i'm in my house for a long time i'll just get 
completely creatively dry and I just have nothing. And the second I notice, at least for myself, when I go out into the world and I'm doing things or I'm traveling or I'm even just going for a walk every day or something, ideas will just like pop into my head. And so I, I kind of think of my brain sometimes as just like a sponge. And when I'm out and I'm experiencing things, it's just absorbing information. And then later it will translate that into a new idea or a new mm. video idea. And then that comes through in my comedy because I'm very witty. And so it's just like, I don't, I honestly feel like I get lucky. <laughs> like I just, my brain will just click and I'm like, oh, I can say this thing in this situation is something I saw two days ago and it made me think this. Yeah. I don't know. And okay. I also, I guess I draw a lot of inspiration just from viewing other people's content because it's kind of the same. It's like going out, you see things, you think of things, and then that gives you an idea for something else. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things you can learn to be successful on social media is like a remix strategy where you take what other people are doing and kind of remix it into something new. Yeah. But then at the same time, sometimes my best ideas come when I'm so bored that it just, I'm losing my mind to the point where I'm eager to entertain myself. And so then I get on my phone to make something to make myself laugh. Yeah. And then it makes everyone else. So it's just like a balance. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's different all the time, but so you wouldn't say there's like a specific person that you're like, this person gives me all the influence and makes me want to create. No, I don't think so. Wow. That's interesting. I think it's just people. People in general and just yeah. the world life experiences. Yeah. That's cool. Because like as a skateboarder, right, for me, there's no other way to learn skateboarding then there's not a book on it. There's not like yeah. there's books now, but like growing up, there really wasn't anything. And you just kind of watched other yeah. people do it. And so, you know, I had friends at the skate park that were better than me that I looked up to for influence. But then like still to this day, like Tony Hawk yeah. is like someone I really truly look up to in many different ways because of his skating because of the business moves that he's done and yeah. that I find interesting and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I always try to kind of mimic a lot of, like, him mm -hmm. in what I do, along with, like, Ryan Sheckler and yeah. Kern Caples and all these other skateboarders. I can name so many that I've gotten influence from, but there's definitely, like, a top three. Yeah. But I find that yeah, interesting. interesting. Like, you get it from everyone. Yeah, and I think sometimes if you want me to say like someone I personally draw from, it's different all the time, but I could show you my videos and I could probably tell you like, oh, this joke came from me, but the way I delivered it and the timing of the joke and the, the, the tone of the video, I could be like, oh, that correlates with this other TikToker that I've seen. Oh, or maybe it's the similar comedy style to The Office or like Shit's mm -hmm. Creek or something like that. Yeah. But as far as like the joke, I feel I generally just get it from my life. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that made me think of this. I'll apply different different comedians' comedy styles, I guess, yeah. to it. To like whatever best fits the joke to make it funny. I guess. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So in the same way you apply like different skateboarders styles to certain tricks or something the same to delivering a joke or whatever. 
Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. Because, like, I don't know, like with Tony Hawk, for instance, you know, I always want to be able to air like him. So yeah. of the few airs that I can do, I wish they were better because they're not high enough. Because they're not as high as Tony's. Yeah. And I want to get to that point. And sometimes I'm close. Most of the time I can get that high. Yeah. But I don't have the guts to keep my board under my feet and land back on it because i'm i'm just not there yet yeah the other thing that i focus on a ton with like current capels another favorite pro of mine mm-hmm. is his flow he doesn't look like he is trying it yeah. looks like he's just cruising and everything comes naturally and so i really strive to like have a good surfer feel flow to my yeah. skating which is funny because i get compliments all the time of man, you just flow really well. You're nice and smooth and gradual. And it gets me stoked to hear people say that. But I find myself being like, I wish they would say, and you blast airs like Tony Hawk. Yeah. That's so cool. Which, I don't know, it's kind of interesting. But you you just grab this influence from so many different people. Yeah. And that's what, cre- that's what influences you. Yeah, it's just a big ball of different things that's gets to the point sometimes i don't even realize i'm doing it and so that's sometimes i get fear before i post that i'm like deliberately copying someone Mm. especially if it's like a genuine imposter syndrome yeah if it's like a genuine idea i came up with yeah there's this feeling that i'm like this isn't original like i saw this somewhere and that's what's making my brain think this is good yeah and then i'll have to go do all this research to make sure i'm not like taking someone's idea or which 90% of the time I haven't, but yeah, well, I just get scared because it's like, you're taking so much inspiration and like from everything all the time that sometimes I just lose track of like where I'm getting things. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because that leads literally right into the next question of, you know, you've gone viral many times, mm-hmm. meaning millions of views. Some people have different terms for virality. Yeah, But to me, it means millions of views and you have that, which most people don't, you know, would you consider your content unique or original or would you not? I don't know. I guess. Yes. I guess I would say yes, just because I think my content is very much myself and I don't feel I pretend to be someone else. And so in that way, my content is authentically unique because no one else is myself. <laughs> yeah. So someone else could post the same thing as me, but it wouldn't be the same because I think my character and my personality adds just its own flavor yeah. to what I do. Because okay. I feel that sometimes on social media, I've seen people try and do things that I do and it just doesn't do as well. And there's things I mean, I could try and do on social media. Like if I were to try and be a beauty guru like i don't yeah. think it would work just because that's just not <laughs> i don't know so i think i would say yes yeah i, I like f- that i feel that my content is i feel when people are swiping through their pages and i come up i feel that they couldn't be like oh he's exactly like this other person like i don't know so i would say yes i don't know i well, could be wrong <laughs> i don't even know if there's necessarily a right answer to it though really the only thing that i can say is that <laughs> In terms of originality, there really isn't anything original because you're always gathering influence from other people and other things and then adding it to your own craft. So therefore, it's not really original, but I would say, you know, it's it's unique because you are pulling from all these different places and it's you doing it and that's what makes it unique. Yeah. Some people say it the other way and they say, 
no, originality is a thing. And yeah, you take influence from it, but you originality is you, yeah. is when you do it. And being unique and originality are the same things because it's it's you doing it yeah. and not the other person. But I think that gets weird because like in the photography and filmmaking world, right? This photographer, Sam Colder, mm-hmm. incredible photographer, starts doing the orange and teal look yeah. in every single photo. And this is where everybody started, influencers started mm-hmm. using it, all this kind of stuff. But he is known and deemed by social media as yeah. the first person Original. to use the orange and teal look in his photography and in his films. The interesting thing about that is when they asked Sam Colder where he got that from, he said, well, do you not watch Hollywood movies? They've been using the orange and teal yeah. look for eight so that's for what I was ages. Say, like, I guarantee he got it from somewhere and else. And he got it from Hollywood. And you watch any of the Transformers, you watch any movie, Yeah, it's always like, and they're going for the cinematic look. Like even Dune is an mm-hmm. orange and teal look, and then they just saturated it so it's a little more flat and dusty yeah. looking. But it's just those two contrasts and colors just make everything look really good. And so they'll yeah. do some other little things with some other colors. But yeah, I think it's like, yeah, I think originality, I guess, could be a thing. But in all reality, if you dive deep into that original thing you'll find that it came from something else yeah and i think sometimes i think originality is the mix of other things blended in just the right way Mm. and put with a specific person that makes it seem or feel original yeah or creates a new original trend or original whatever because obviously like that photographer did something that inspired a bunch of people but he had to get a mix of different things to create that movement in the first place yeah so i don't know i don't even remember what the question well just like if you consider your content original and unique which yeah you said you do yeah i would say i do i mean there's definitely times where i will hop on a trend or something but for the most part like the videos of mine that do the best are just ideas random ideas that you had yeah 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 so well, I always kind of wondered because, well, and I mean, that leads into the next question being like, do you feel like expectations for you to create to stay relevant from both social platforms, but then also meaning like corporate America and fans? Is that unattainable or is that attainable? That's a hard question. I don't know. I guess I don't know because there is like a lot of pressure to like keep creating all the time. Yeah. And like, I kind of talked about this with another social media person on my podcast. We were talking about how we were, we related it to like painting and painters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you listened, but we were just I listened to it yet. talking about how it's like, it's like if you were a painter and you made a painting and you got really well known for that painting and then you're like, crap, like everyone likes this painting. I need to paint my next painting. But then it's like, do they want the same painting or do I paint something else? Or something different but then if you paint something different like it's not gonna do as well yeah so there's almost this pressure and expectation from social media where it feels like everyone wants you to do the same thing but then when you do the same thing it doesn't do very good but then when you do something different people get mad at you for doing something different because like i post comedy stuff but i also like to sing and so it's frustrating because sometimes i'm like i wish i could post me singing but i know if i posted me singing it like wouldn't do as well so it's like this 
annoying thing where it's like do something different and keep creating so then you try but then it doesn't do well but then yeah so i think you get stuck kind of because you have to please both sides i guess of staying the same because people like things to stay the same and repeat but you also have to give them something new so it's frustrating (laughs) i don't know if that answered the question no well i think it does because like yeah to me i would i would deem that as like yeah it's unattainable like so many people are wanting you to create and you want to create because it's something you enjoy doing not only is it your job but you you also enjoy doing it yeah and so you've worked hard to create this audience that you know 1.7 million people give a crap about what you have to say yeah. And what you have to post, but they give a crap like a little too much in the essence that if you are to post anything outside of kind of what you've branded yourself as, like moving into the singing aspects of it, you're probably going to get a small percentage of your audience that's like supportive of it, but there's going to be a big, like yeah. a majority of it's going to be like, what the heck? This isn't what I subscribed for, you know? Yeah, that's literally what happens. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is it? like algorithms that ruin it but i think it's, it just comes down to people's immediate response yeah so when people are like swiping and watching videos and they see me but it's not me being goofy they immediately just move on or they don't interact as much as they normally would yeah but i don't know so it's like weird i don't i can't ever figure it out yeah <laughs> that's why every day it's frustrating because you're like i don't know what to do because you're trying to solve that that very question is it is it ever attainable for you to create enough content that your fans are happy and that the social platforms, meaning like corporate America and the algorithms even Mm -hmm. are happy with you because it uh, like, it almost seems like you can't even, can't even take like a day off. Yeah. Like how, how can you? (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's like kind of what I was explaining in a, poor way but that's one of the bad things is you're just it's like you're free but at the same time it feels like you're working all the time yeah because you're just like stuck in like my brain is just always thinking of like content 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 and i'm like constantly looking at things in certain ways or Hmm. yeah so it's like a never ending battle but you get moments of like good success and good response and you're like okay sweet and sometimes i think what i've learned the best success is is sometimes just putting the weapon down and if i just take a step back even though it feels like i can't take a day off if i'm just like okay i'm just not doing anything today yeah it ultimately like becomes more beneficial because i give myself time to like think yeah where sometimes you just have to ride the wave and a new idea will come or your next thing will happen Mm -hmm. but it's just in those days or even weeks of like panic because you're like i'm i've had any good videos or whatever yeah eventually it comes Hmm. i guess the only thing i can really add add to it that i'm thinking of just from my marketing brain and the only thing i've seen is for some reason it became a trend to try and beat the algorithm or appease the algorithm Mm -hmm. and i think that's like somewhat important but the people that like really are like really making it and some of them are people that are posting three times a day but they make so much money they have a team yeah so it's not unattainable yeah and so it is more attainable for them but there are some some influencers that i follow that post maybe once or twice a month but they spend a lot of time on their content and their content is so good yeah 
that I literally will stop my day to watch mm-hmm. whatever it is because I know that they've put Time their blood, sweat, and tears into it. Yeah. And it's going to be completely worth my time to watch it and i've even seen some influencers uh like a professional surfer jamie Mm -hmm. o'brien that i follow he was posting these vlogs every two times a week yeah and they're long vlogs and then just a little while ago he goes sorry guys i can't do this anymore i need my life back like i need time with my family i need time just to be me so i'm only posting once a week and yeah you bet that vlog is going to be way better but for some reason i feel like there was this trend and tiktok is still kind of perpetuating this of like the more you post the better yeah which i always hate when people (laughs) people put that on me like you need to post like i get videos all the time it's like you need to post this much and i'm just like no i don't (laughs) that's the thing me as the viewer i only want to see your best stuff i don't want to see the 500 failed attempts because you're trying to appease the algorithm now i just have hours of crap content to sift through to find something that's going to make me laugh yeah like that's the way i look at it and that might be a little harsh but i don't Mm -hmm. know like that's I think that's how everyone should do it because it I don't know it is annoying when like there's a few creators I follow and they just post all the time and half the time I'm like why did you even upload it like you didn't even yeah <laughs> you're not even trying at this point like I can tell you're just posting to post yeah <laughs> which I'm like no one wants to see that you know yeah hmm. interesting but yeah it's definitely a battle to please people and algorithms and everyone wants you to be different but they want you to stay the same and they want something new but they want the same thing yeah so it's just like a lot sometimes for sure so i don't know and yeah i guess everyone's different sometimes people do better when they post all the time but i'm definitely not that way like i'm i do better when i take time and like i said like i go travel or i go do something then i get then things just start working i like that okay so we're gonna move on to these next couple questions and we'll kind of speed these ones up just a little bit more i think we're already at like an hour (laughs) so there are two types of what is called productive pleasures one goes by the name of joyousance which is concerned with pleasures of the body an example of this is losing yourself in your work like for me when i go to the skate park i literally lose all track of time yeah. And I'm so focused on my skating that when my wife is calling me, I often f- don't answer because I don't yeah, even realize like my phone's in ringing. In a different reality. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. And then there's one that goes by the name of plaisir, mm-hmm. which is pleasure in mm-hmm. French. Yeah. And that is more concerned with recognition. Okay. By your peers for your work so it's like chasing so it's chasing that the attention the attention the, mm-hmm. okay so now that we have a brief understanding of that do you feel a joyousance in your work that's a really good question i think i do but it's not constant like i feel like i just went to new york and i filmed a bunch of videos there mm-hmm. and i feel like the whole time i was in new york i definitely felt that like it was just fun i was just running around the city i was creating i was proud of everything i was making yeah but there's definitely times when and i think it might be when i'm more creatively drained where i find myself like chasing the like satisfaction of people like 
responding well like i lose mm-hmm. the the joyous onset yeah you're you're i lose you're seeking the placer you're only seeking for yeah. the the recognition mm-hmm. and that's usually when i also kind of go okay i need to take a step back and just like not touch my phone for like a day and just like because I, I used to do that like instagram stories i never post on instagram stories anymore because i've started realizing like the only reason i post on there <laughs> is for people to like give me some sort of like recognition or anything so i just never post on them anymore because i'm like that's stupid and so i put all my time and energy into tiktok because i would rather put my time and energy there than like i don't know spread myself too thin yeah so i don't know yeah i think i do at times but i definitely teeter back and forth between the two Mm. And I'm getting really good at noticing when I'm doing one or the other. Yeah. And if I'm not doing the joyance one, is that what it is? If I'm not, if I'm not doing that one, that's usually when I force myself to just stop. Take a break. Well, that's really cool that you're self-aware in that way. I don't know. Like I've never had a problem with skateboarding getting me in the, like in the zone of just like losing all thought mm-hmm. <laughs> of what's going on in the world. But you know, it, there is the one thing that is kind of weird is when you go to a new skate park for me, and there's a lot of skaters that feel this way. You feel like you have to prove yourself mm-hmm. to the locals there so that they'll be cool with you. Yeah. And so you don't even necessarily warm up very much. Like you might do one or two warm up tricks, and then after that, you just kind of start trying something gnarly. Yeah, you you kind of carefully choose how gnarly the trick is because you're like, I'm looking for something that like I know that kid in the corner that's eyeing me right now can't do. Yeah, and I just need to land it once, or even just get close. And if he's a nice guy, he'll come over and be like, Hey, dude, that's sick. Uh, where are you from? And then you become friends. Yeah, or if he's a little more cocky than than the nicer guy would be. You have to land it. And once you land it, yeah, somebody, then they'll come over to you and be like, dude, that was so sick. Like, hell yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. And it's it's stupid. And so I definitely, that for me, like that's where it comes from is like, if I'm going to my local park or a park I've been to a hundred times, I don't yeah. care who's there. Yeah. And I don't find myself doing tricks to impress, but I've never been to the park before. Mm-hmm. And I know the local crew is there mm-hmm. and they're eyeing me walking in. Yeah. They definitely do that. And even vice versa, when I'm on the other side of that and yeah. I see someone at the local park that I've never seen before. Yeah, you're like... <laughs> I don't really eye them too much because I'm like, oh, I've never seen them before. Like, And I'll watch to see if they're good just because I, I want to see if they're good. Yeah. But it's not like... It's not like you really care. Yeah, it's like, not like I really not care. Good, you're not going to care. And maybe maybe that's the same for the people that are watching me. They don't really care, but they're just like, hey, I've never seen this person. He looks like he rips or, yeah. you know, so... Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely have moments where, like, I'll realize I'm doing that. And I don't know, because sometimes it's hard not to chase the likes or the views, especially if it's something you think is really funny. Yeah. Like, you're always taking a chance. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I make things, I'm like, this is so funny to me. <laughs> and then I'll post it and it does so bad. Yeah. And then you kind of feel that pain of, like, ugh. Yeah. Wow, but, I just wasted a bunch of time. Yeah, and then... But I've always noticed, like, my most successful moments is when I'm not chasing anything and I'm just, like, like yeah, getting lost in my work. I'm just creating because I think it's fun. It's, like, it's almost like the algorithm and the people can just notice. Yeah. And it just immediately does well. So that's why I've just learned, like, sometimes a day off is better than forcing myself to work and chase yeah. success because it usually ends up not working out that way. 
Yeah. Okay. So last couple questions. Do you ever feel like being an influencer is getting in the way of just living your life or connecting? Yes. Every day. 24 <laughs> seven. That was a quick yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah. I mean, there's so many times I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm like, I wish I would just do something else. Like, mm. oh my goodness, the relief. I just had like a nine to five job. Yeah. Like I envy people that just like work and then they're just like done and then they just like go home and do whatever. It would just is nice. I don't know. I know I would hate it. Like I would like that for a week and then I would probably be like, okay, hey, do social media again. But yeah. there's just times where I'm like, that sounds so nice to just know like I got to wake up, go to work, sit at a desk from yeah. nine to five and then come home and I just have do what Saturday and I want. Sunday to do whatever I want. Yeah. Or, okay. But yeah, I don't know. Cause there's, yeah. So would you, here's another one kind of hinging off of that. Do you find yourself as an influencer seeing something that's popular on social media and you're like, wow, that place is so cool. I want to go there. And then you go there and you have like a cool experience. You film a bunch of stuff and then you come back and you get home and you're kind of do you ever sit down and realize like, wow, I didn't really live in that moment. I was yeah. like living it through my phone, mm -hmm. which was no different from me sitting on my couch and looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely had that in the past. Like I used to do that all the time where yeah. I would go and like, just like film and like whatever. And I mean, it was fun cause you would come back with a ton of content and you could live through it again by like through your content. Mm -hmm. But then those were like your only memories was like filming yeah and so yeah and that that's kind of what i mean is like most people they wake up they go to work and then they leave work and they're done working yeah. and they're in their life but i feel like my work is like me <laughs> so it's like wherever so i go always, whatever i'm doing yeah. i'm working or i'm 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 on the clock basically unless i like force myself or make myself have that time away yeah that's the only time i can get away from it so yeah I guess, yes. Is that what you're... Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was just thinking of like... Because I, I think that's just like kind of a problem that's more common today than it ever has been. Because social media has popularized everything. Travel, coffee, clothes, yeah. movies. You think mm -hmm. about it, it's, it's on there. And so like, you know, like something that I thought was kind of funny is growing up here in Utah you see the arch all the time. Mm -hmm. You see that arch everywhere. And then we went to Moab when we were kids and I saw the arch and I was like, great, we saw it. Yeah. Like it wasn't, but could you imagine had you maybe seen one photo or yeah. someone just told, there's this really cool arch in Moab yeah, and it's like, beautiful wow. sandstone. Yeah. And then you get down there and you actually see it and you're like, holy crap. And it's, it's over a cliff, you know, and it's a scary, gnarly hike to get up there and all that kind of stuff. But I just like, I, I really don't even remember being excited to see it when I saw it. Yeah. Just cause you're like, I've seen it. It's like, on every license yeah. plate. It's on every shirt, every bank sign, always mm -hmm. showing yeah. the arch. Growing up in Utah, like, <laughs> yeah, people are always like, it's so pretty there. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like I wouldn't know. Cause I've just seen it my whole life. Like, <laughs> is it, is it us just taking it for granted? Is it yeah. us just taking those photos for granted? Like, it's almost weird that looking at the photo can almost be more enticing, cool, mm -hmm. Than, than actually anywhere. being there oh, yeah. and like no that's totally a thing because i've seen a ton of like film sets and stuff and it always like looks so cool in the movie and then you see it in real life and you're like that's where they filmed it like that's yeah. so disappointing that's true that's a really good point <laughs> but yeah 
because I remember when I was at that Stardust Diner, like feeling stressed because it was like funny and chaotic in there, and I was like feeling stressed the whole time that I needed to film. Man, and then those are like I was like, hey, I can just be here. Like I don't need to like do anything. Mm-hmm. But you just always get stressed. You're gonna like miss something or like even though I filmed a lot in New York, I still feel like stressed. Like did I get enough? I could have filmed more. But then like I wouldn't have even like enjoyed my trip if I would have just been like, yeah stressed about that the whole time. So you gotta find that balance. Yeah, it's all about balance. It's exhausting. Okay, last question. If you could do it all over again. Would you still choose to be an influencer? That's a good question. I don't know. I actually don't know the answer to that. Because part of me is like, it'd be fun to just go do something else. I obviously, I know I still want to do something in entertainment. But sometimes I'm like, it'd be fun to just go back and like devote all my time into getting into some sort of like production or something like that. But I also feel like social media kind of chose me in a way just because i mentioned earlier like i've done it my whole life and uh, i don't know at at the same time of trying not to film and just be in the moment i know sometimes that it's just like myself is like filming yeah and coming up with content and like doing that like i know even if i wasn't a social media influencer if my friends came over i would be like we should film this video and do this like because that's just how i do things (laughs) like that's my entertainment i guess so i feel I probably would do it again. Yeah. Assuming cool. that I, yeah. Assuming that I still enjoy it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like you enjoy what you're doing. It definitely has its ups and downs as does everything. Yeah. Like there's doesn't mm-hmm. like there's even times with, you know, I definitely put skateboarding on a pedestal, but there's definitely times where skateboarding is just not really cutting yeah. it for me. It's like, yeah. And so I usually need to, that means I need a break mm-hmm. skating too much or, yeah i'm not skating something that's challenging me i'm just doing the same old same old yeah so no that's cool well thank you for uh doing this interview you're welcome thanks for having me it's been an honor uh you got anything cool going on you got anything you're working on you want to let the one listener know uh check me out tucker thorne all social platforms uh cool no big no. movies or anything coming up no i did get a casting call oh you did for a comedy reality show competition Ooh. where one person will be deemed the sketch comedy king or something like that and they like want me to audition are you gonna do it i don't know I think i'm you like applying but i don't know if it's gonna go anywhere well awesome thank you you're welcome